Good evening and welcome to the obelisk on this super pink moon. Brings back memories of Nick Drake. Tonight's guest is Misaki Miyagawa. Misaki is an author, speaker, and consultant based in Los Angeles. He has over 10 years of experience in the esoteric field, and his family has been involved in Buddhist studies for over 400 years. Misaki is currently teaching meditation classes and available for personal numerology consultations. His website and links are in the description. Masaki, Nish, how you guys doing on the eve of the apocalypse? <laughs> on this fine Passover, too. <laughs> Happy Passover to our Jewish listeners. Yes, it's Passover. Shalom. Uh, Masaki, it's great to have you on a program. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm a listener. I checked out some of your shows. Uh, my bu good buddy, Rock Astaldo. Oh, we love talk Rock. with you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, it's funny cause, because, uh, you know, in our area, we come from all different directions, but I find that, especially somebody like Ra coming from the Italian strega tradi tradition, yes. right? I come from a old uh, Buddhist temple line, which is the Vedism, the swastika culture. But yes. guess, guess what? What we think is like 99% the same. So there's something going on with like minds, you know? Oh yeah, the threads are there uh -huh. yeah, all across the board. There's not a lot of daylight between a lot of us. <laughs> yeah well uh i'll just throw this out real quick but pertaining to like the raw and me the, there was a lot of uh high culture and knowledge that came from persia and the buddha was connected to persia he is thought to be you know one of the the scythians or the Saks or the saka clan so you know the persian uh you know and that was one base that central asia kind of middle eastern area it mm -hmm. went east and west, so it influenced the, the east and Asia, but it went, you know, highly influenced like Italy and so forth. Well, Asian culture is so old. I mean, it's so much, so much older. So mm -hmm. I, I, I would say what happened was the so-called West, mm -hmm. uh, the more like white peoples, they were dominated and conquered first. Yeah. So then when when the so-called archontic force started to take over it was the the more outer areas like asia that were conquered last so that's why it seems like asia has retained a lot is because we haven't been under such like uh, colonization as long <laughs> so. yeah well that's actually what i mean is that there's yeah. still a, a chain mm -hmm. of custody with information mm -hmm. and lineage and all that there's still oh. uh it's like you look at these other cultures and we have to dig oh, no. into archival, you know, we have to do digs and stuff. It seems like uh, the continuity is there within Chinese, Japanese, Tibetan stuff. Right. Well, and then, you know, you get into these areas. Um, I'm, I'm interested in kind of like occultism or metaphysics in general. But because I came out of a, a family line that's directly connected to a temple, mm -hmm. a Buddhist temple in Japan, uh, that's like our that was our family business for like 400 years, right? Uh, after getting into more like the internet kind of like alt research, it's tying back to when I was young as a little boy in the Buddhist temple here in LA absorbing this information but now i'm looking at it in a totally different way you know so uh 
it's just interesting that I think there's really only one story on the planet under mm-hmm. many different names, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I agree. So were you, what, so were you, what's the transition between Shinto and Buddhism? Well, um, you know, uh, Shinto is the, I would say more in more indigenous so-called religion of Japan. Mm-hmm. Now, I wrote an article on my Patreon, which is Pyramid Power on Patreon. And uh, I wrote a couple articles about uh, kind of like hidden Japan or secret Japan or occult Japan, right? So one of the articles Ooh, I, wrote, I like that. One of the articles I wrote was about uh, I, I don't think I said Shinto, but I said Japan, land of Inanna, question mark. <laughs> because basically, if you break it down, uh, the mainstream, they will say Shinto is an animist religion similar to, you know, a lot of the old cultures or say like people would say Native American, like the rocks have a spirit, the river has a spirit. And that's part of it. But uh, one of the central, I guess, worship objects, or there's objects in, they have a Shinto altar, right? It's the moon, or it's a circle. It's a mirror, but it's the circle. But then the base is shaped like a crescent, right? Well, you know that's the goddess. <laughs> and oh, then, yes. <laughs> uh, one of the progenitor gods of Japan, which was canonized when they officially started the sort of like the nation of Japan in like 600 AD or something like that is Amaterasu, the sun goddess. And she, there's a whole myth about it, but basically she said literally worship the mirror as if you were worshiping me. So in a lot of the Shinto, they have a Shinto shrine and then they have Buddhist temple. That's, there's sort of a, yes, uh, two separate things. Uh, but definitely, uh, you know, you could go through a lot of the symbology in Japan is highly connected to the goddess, which is all over the world. Um, there's a lot of also very northern hemisphere uh, symbolism, which people may more closely associate with like the Celtic or Celt- the Celts and uh, say the old Slavs and the, those kind of pagan uh, Norse symbols. Because my my father's side uh, has a totem. Like basically in Japan, I think one thing about Japanese culture, as far as I know, is that it may be one of the few or maybe the only Asian cultures that has uh, heraldry, right? Just like Europe, they have the heraldry with the shield, the family crest, and so forth. Well, in Japan... Uh, typically, the boys get one symbol, which we call mon, is M-O-N. So the, the, the males get the mon from the father, and the, the women or the girls get a mon from the mother's side. And, you know, it's maintained. It goes down the lines like that. So my father... What's it called for the girls? It's called mon, M-O-N. Oh, for both. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, the the so my my side i got from my dad is the the stag horns right the horn god which is you know is basically inky uh 
Yada yada yada, Lucifer. Yada, yada. But it's uh, <laughs> I think it's like Veles in the the with the Slavic culture, but basically horn god that's all over the place is Pan, all that. Pan, yeah. Yeah. Uh and my mother's side Kunanos. Her her moon is the goose. Mm. Which is connected to uh the phoenix and the bird. Fertility you know? too, I think. So that's the bird tribe, mm. you know, which is uh, you know, there's the snake clan, like the Naga, and then the bird tribe. So you guys are it's like a, a bunch. It's a whole other story, but basically, you could see a lot of things in Japanese culture that uh, Japan was uh, the recipient or sort of the end point of the so-called Silk Road. So we received a lot of uh, culture, not just from China, Korea, but we got a lot of culture going all the way you know, possibly to Egypt, but definitely Persia, Central Asia, and so forth. And this is one thing I've noticed that in people's collective consciousness, at least in the West, but in general, uh, we seem to put a lot of importance on Rome and Greece. But those were sort of latecomers, in my opinion. The That Central Asia region, maybe from Turkey, Iran, Iraq, uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, those, those are just names because none of those existed. But in that general area, it was a real hot spot for uh, some very powerful bloodlines. You know, and yeah. these, blood, these bloodlines went all over the place. So I believe that we have this in Japan. Now, the people in Japan, they have the Asiatic face, but definitely we, we receive the culture. And I believe there's probably some bloodline trace even going down to today. Where did the samurai fit into that? Well, interestingly enough, you're looking at a former samurai family because my family are priests, but, uh, well, a lot of people are talking about reset now with Sakaria. Mud floods, orphan trains. Well... My family has survived resets because mm. uh, we had a warring states period, just like Italy had a number of, of small states, right, that fought and then they consolidated to you just got to two sides. So in 1600, they had a major battle in Japan, uh, the Battle of Sekigahara, and my family was on the losing side. And then the winner, they it was the Tokugawa clan that started the, the shogunate for, you know, the next uh, couple hundred years, right? But uh, that time, people, they, they lived in the same area for hundreds of years, right? And in Asia, the, I guess the honor and the name is very important. <laughs> so basically, if you lost a major war like that, like your, your name is, is S, right? So you have the choice of basically suiciding your whole line or, or you'd probably get killed. They would probably do it for you or you could move far away and change professions. So my family went from uh, samurai to priest. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting transition. Isn't there, so with the samurai, uh-huh. as with all martial art type, um, I, I, I'll leave that alone, but with all like 
uh, war stancy, fighty, stancing, fight, fighting mentalities. There's the spiritual side and the inner side, the inner martial art. And is is that part of the samurai tradition? You know, tradition? Well, yeah, I mean, I come mainly, I'm also familiar with the, the temple and the priests, but I can tell you as far as that kind of warrior culture is definitely connected to the steppes of Eurasia because what do and actually you know the composition of japan today is probably different than it was before say like uh before japan was and was officially started because there were migration there were waves just like everywhere there were waves of migration and i think the original peoples they they have the i don't know if you heard the ainu they're sort of like japan's like native indians right yes yeah the the Ainu people they're they have a different culture and a different uh racial makeup than the later asiatics who were more of uh maybe a korean or or you know what people think of japan there were mainland asiatics that went to japan and they brought the horse riding culture the archery uh the swords and so forth but where does this horse riding culture come from it comes from the steppes of Eurasia, which included people that are more what people consider like Mongolian, but it also was uh, the old Slavs or the Cossacks, you know? And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is uh, the Buddha, right? He is the Aryan prince and uh, typically considered to be Indian, but really where his tribe was based was you could say it was northern india or southern persia because there's an overlap so that area of pakistan afghanistan it used to be sakastan and the title of the buddha was shakamuni or shakyamuni buddha so the shakamuni or sakamuni or shakyamuni is lord or king of the sakas or the saks but what's sak? Well, it's basically the same root word as Kosak, mm. or they they have Kazakhstan mm-hmm. or Saxon, like Anglo-Saxon. So, you know, and a lot of people say that he was a Scythian, which was like a like, was one of the Slavic tribes and like Darth Buddha connected to <laughs> he was connected to Persia, connected to Persia. So, you know, and you can see this in Buddhism, a lot of the typical symbols. Well, number one, one of the main symbols of Buddhism is the swastika. So that already tells you something. We could talk about that because the swastika. Let's go down that route. Let's go down that path. Because we do see it everywhere in in (laughs) India as well. And so. Okay. Well, let me spit out some of the things and then we could go over them. So there's a swastika. Then, you know, in Buddhism, there's an eightfold path, but it's a literal wheel, right? That, that's important. Uh, and there's other things, like I mentioned before. One of, the, one of the, the totem animals of the Buddha is the, the deer. They have a deer park in Nara uh, in Japan. So, also the stag, right? Well, the stag is the deer. Is the deer, yeah. yeah. I wanted to throw that in before I didn't get a chance that you got you and your wife are horny birds 
So, um, no, yeah. Okay. And, and the Scythians, they have a lot of, you know, it's kind of odd that, that these so-called barbarians that roam the steppes, uh, they had very fine metalwork. And uh, one of the typical like belt buckles or ornaments they had is the deer or the stag. So um, swastika. Well, uh, swastika culture is uh, Vedism, right? Uh, and yes, from India, right? Correct? Well, India is, I think, one half of it. But the okay. other half was the more white peoples from the north. Yeah, yes. But I think yeah. that people get lost in that and forget that it's still alive and, and active. It, 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 India basically has the most preserved Vedic culture. Because like I was saying, uh, well, you know, look at all the, the Gnostics, so-called, that were genocided, right? They they spent a lot of time getting rid of that Vedic culture in other parts of the world, you know. Uh, but you can call it Arianism also, and uh, I think Arian has a connection to Orion, right? It's a part of yes. the Orion culture. <laughs> yeah. Wait, because, wait, wait, wait! I thought yeah. they were from Aldebaran. Uh, well, l let me just present, okay. All right. well, let me, let me just present this, that there's a lot of things in, uh, the Sanskrit, right. And, um, the Vedas that's talking about events in the far North that could only be seen from above or I guess far above the equator. So probably because it was oral and then at a later time it was transcribed. That reminds me of the Bach saga. Well, you know, uh, we see this, this importance of the far north in a lot of places, mm -hmm. sometimes in the collective subconscious. And people may laugh at this, but I think it does bear some significance. People that know Superman had the fortress of the solitude, solitude right, right, right. in the far north. And what was he doing using crystal computers, right? Um, so, yeah, there, there was now a lot of there actually are large me, uh, megalithic blocks in the far north. You're talking like Siberia, the Arctic Circle on the Russian side that there nobody even really talks about. They talk about is it? Gobekli Tepe and Gobekli Tepe, yeah. Yeah, Gobekli Tepe. Siberia has jewels. You hear about like Baalbek, but nobody talks about these huge megalithic blocks because it was so long ago that it got blown up, you know, past cycles. But and there's reasons we can't go there. Yeah, well, they don't want you seeing the good stuff. Right. Same with the, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the same is true of Antarctica as well. So. And, and, you know, I'm most well known for the the uh, pyramid work, the Oregon Organite pyramids. And a lot yes. of us, we use Shungite. And it's very yes. interesting that there's only one deposit of the carbon-60 Shungite. Uh, In Siberia. It, it's that far north area. You know, but uh, that so, it's also in Siberia where they were constructing with a military village the highly sought after Siberian blue course with the coal boat that they were making to yeah. ward off American tech in the Cold War. Yeah, it's uh, 
there's also there's place. also uh, it, this there was an indian guy it might have been like a hundred years ago he wrote a book uh about the 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 arctic vedic culture uh his name was uh bal gangadhar tilak so people can check him out i think it's called arctic home in the vedas but you know basically there's a lot of little anecdotes that kind of point towards the the origin of the vedas was from the far north and uh, i've even heard that these groups might have come through a portal in the north pole and then descended down to the rest of the planet that way but uh as far as the swastika if you take the big dipper through the four seasons it creates a swastika and i think in the center is like orion's belt so again we're dealing with the orion wars right because you no. have the syrian group and the orion it's not orion it's polaris well i'm i'm uh as far as the the pole star now in the center right yes yeah because orion's on the other side of the sky right so you're correct it's the polaris and this is interesting too because it this it shifts the yes. pole star shifts it used to be uh Alpha Draconis, so that might mean something. <laughs> right, yeah. If if it's if those things are even real. So well yeah, because I think well, they're Ross, real as egregores at least. Well well I think I think uh Ross talked about this, right? That probably the stars are not what we think they are. Like, yeah, no, you know, I don't you don't go there in a ship. No. <laughs> they're, they're, they're on the dome. They're like they they shine through the dome. Yeah, you probably uh, go through through like either a spiritual portal or portals on the earth or something like that. Stargates but, in Baghdad. Inner, inner. But yeah, so you yeah, there's just a lot to show with the swastika that uh, it's connected somehow to the astrological constellation of Orion. Like Jerry was saying, there's there's Polaris yep. in the center right yep. now, and it marks the seasons. Yep, and um, yeah, and so the the buddhism is an offshoot of the vedism and it's an interesting thing which i found and you know i don't know everything i'm just kind of noting what i find but one great contradiction that i'm still trying to figure out is at, at, on the one hand uh, is definitely a, a culture or a knowledge base with great wisdom right but at the same time, these were some of the most, you know, warlike and bloodthirsty groups that were also coming through these traditions. So on the one hand, uh, you know, even going down to, say, World War II, I think the, the swastika and the, the Vedism, the, both Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan had some faint memory or they were trying to, you know, just like Indi Indiana Jones, right? were the Nazis in the, the first uh, movie. Well, it opens up in Tibet, right? Like, why are the Nazis in Tibet? Well, you know why, because they're looking for the ancient knowledge in the, these swastika areas. No, um, Northern so, Africa, too, they were pretty Yeah, they spent a lot there. of money, and, you know, yeah. especially like in that time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Germany is like maybe the size of Texas. Now, they were taking over Europe and so forth, but they put a large significance on finding, you know, whatever they were looking occult for. Occult devices. Yeah, yeah it's, like, S, it's like a cult SS, yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, too late yeah, so I, I think that's definitely one reason, besides geopolitical, why Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan allied was under this swastika culture. That that's sort of like a maybe like a lower aspect, and I would say the fascism is the lower aspect of Vedism, because if you if you come from a purely three D perspective you're going to start thinking about master race, <laughs> right? But if you've been through things that you guys have been through or people that watch your show, then you know that these are kind of just roles we play, the racial types mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. So how can you say like, well, one's superior to another when you just swap roles, like you're like white, yeah. black, yeah. Asiatic, and so forth. And we're all yeah. part of the same hand above the water you know as they say but if you want to get the goodies what do you do you lock down people and you start raiding and and finding that where these things are hidden and where they're generated from and that's where like on a on a strictly 3d plane where some of this fascist stuff comes in you you control and dominate and then you raid and pillage and get the good stuff you want. So it, you can see yeah. how it it becomes like a take, control the people, and then find the good the goodies. Well, you know, also it's more difficult to play the higher aspect because if if you're just going all out like a lot of the fascists or more archontic mindsets have done, like what's happening right now. Uh, you don't care about the rules, right? You just go right. and slaughter and kill. But then if you're coming from a from a higher perspective, you have to kind of deflect and do strategic moves to not directly make the karma blow back on you. Right. It's a much it's a is, more difficult role to play. Yeah, and this is why there's a multi-tier <clears throat> aspect to these operations, so to speak. You know, this is why there's a, a warring section and... You know, it's complex, and yet, yeah. you know, it, it, it's nuanced. But at this point, don't you think that a lot of the uh, the tech, the ancient tech, was commandeered and accessed, say, in the past? Yeah, but at the same time, too, I think, uh, I think you can only go so far, no matter how advanced you are, with the technology, you know, because... Uh, ultimately, you do come to a point where you have to have some kind of spiritual power. Yeah, oh, it, 100% if, if you, agree. If you don't have it, the only th- thing you can do is vampirize and use others to get that <laughs> to use for your own, own purpose, right? But if you look at where we are at this pinch point, that's probably, you know, we may not live to see it, but I think that whatever this singularity point is, it's coming in this century. Right. I think we've already hit it and we're in a retro causality loop. So, because it doesn't matter, Misaki, when it happens. When it happens, it happens and because of the nature of of it happening, it's well, I'm talking about this. I, 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 I'm I'm just thinking about this linear line that we're kinda on now. But of course it's it's happened before, it's happening now, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. In the yeah. Future, he doesn't right? mean the AI singularity. But uh, it, it, it could, though. He's talking more eye of the needle kind of thing, like Brandy so, Magus talks about. So 
but in any case, if you were talking about AI, right, it's uh, it's kind of a dead end. <laughs> so again, it's like you can only go so far. Like, what are you gonna do? Live in the 3D forever? Even that breaks down after a certain point, right? So as we're seeing now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, it, you know, it, it's just like interesting that uh, so much information is coming out now or let's say in the recent past last five years but then i think even more is going to come out but i think we'll be so busy just like doing our thing and adapting and shifting because i don't think what's happening right now this kind of like general chaos which i did put out a free report in september 2019 and saying this would be the year i think a lot of us knew i just i just didn't know it would be this lockdown but uh i don't think things are going to slow down to the late 2020s so there's going to be even more coming out, but we probably won't have much time to kind of let it marinate because we'll be busy doing our thing and surviving. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think I think we can do well, but you know it's going to be like this for the next five plus years. Well, this yeah, is all. Twenty twenty six is a key a key date to for people to keep in mind. It's even mm -hmm. at least now that I think I believe the Masons have put that out as well in public. Sure. They ha it wasn't in public with the Masonic Lodge, but I believe it's out now. I, th uh, I think. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no, I was going to say I think I think this uh, is getting us ready for the Pluto return for America. Yeah, that's coming that next happen? year. Next year. Oh, well, you know, uh, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six, I think, are significant dates. So, yeah, and that also, if you're an open minded reader let's say in, in astrology mm -hmm. i kind of well i this is no offense to anybody this is my own personal opinion and being uh, offended is a personal choice th this the, the absolutely so, <laughs> the so-called QAnon movement did open a lot of people's eyes but when they're looking at like a new camelot or uh, a return to the golden age I don't see anything in the astrology that tells me that. <laughs> yeah, I think no. that, I think that uh, you know, it's uh, individually. I think people that are metaphysicians can do mm -hmm. very well. Yes, and, I agree. You know, even I'm surprised that in this time, after so I'm in LA, you know. California is like very locked down. It seems like a lot of the so-called blue states are more locked down than some of the others. Yeah. But Such... even I'm <laughs> even I'm uh, surprised. I'm getting quite a few orders, and I've talked to other people that um, sell or make energy tools, such as the copper tensor rings, mm -hmm. uh, orgone organite pyramids. We are all getting a lot of inquiries and orders and i think it's connected to people focusing attention this sort of saturnalian restriction that's happening right mm -hmm. now people are going okay this 5g stuff i think i better cover myself <laughs> and so forth so i think that's filtering down to us and uh you know if you're a reader if like i i do numerology but any kind of reading tarot astrology so forth I think that, you know, look at what's happening. This, it's not just a small section of society. 
It's the it's world. It's everybody yeah. in the whole world. Guess what? <laughs> there are not enough readers to service the public. So you can be very busy if you're if you have an interest or you know you've been dabbling in it and so forth. Or if you just want to start, start doing it now. That's what I've been telling. There's there's no time left. It's time to go operational. And I think the years that we spent uh, being the kooks and the weirdos, mm-hmm. all them hours he spent listening to, you know, shows like yours and all our friends and so forth. The value is showing now because this kind of thing, we, we know that it has value, but to the average person, it's like, what, what kind of practical value does it have? Mm-hmm. Well, now every now the normies are living in our our world. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like a major event. Like if this were a dream, you would, it's so over the top. You would question, "Am I dreaming?" Right? Because you're looking at a world under lockdown, and all these crazy stories and narratives intertwining, and all the fear and uh, speculation and theories that it's so over the top that it is bursting these bubbles of normalcy finally oh yeah well let me ask you guys because you know i just predicted what i or forecast what i had forecast from the numbers the 2020 is in the the typical numerology uh you don't have the the 22 in a year count but i would say it's literally 2020. You see the 22, right? So I would count it as a 22 four and four. You can connect to uh, Aquarian or Uranus Aquarius energy. So what does that tell you? going to be chaotic, right? But that 22, I think uh, you guys might know the 11, 22, 33 are considered so-called master, master numbers, yeah. right? The 20, well, 11 would be psychic channel. 22 would be master builder or so-called master mason. Mm-hmm. 33 would be spiritual teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So 22, the idea is you take a next level idea and then you implement it over time, probably not even a month or a few months. It could be years, right? To build a, a structure, it could be a literal building. It could be a social organization, <laughs> Or, or it could be the 2030 plan, you know? So that, so that, that's why I said this year would probably be the year of the financial reset. But yes, I'm posing it to you guys. I didn't think it would be a lockdown like this. I just thought financial collapse, you know, that kind of stuff. So It's funny. I, I've had this, I had February on my calendar for a couple of years. I always uh-huh. look ahead and at the ephemerides. I use the uh, Rosicrucian one in uh-huh. particular, but I had had this marked on in the in the side notes and I've been talking about it like a lot of us we you know who look at these these oric the astrology and the stars and uh I knew it was going to be severe I had no idea that it was going to result in like a world lockdown and then there were people like Joni Petrie who said you know expect the new 9-11 and so she was taking and you know, she's a Vedic astrologer right. and uh and so yeah here we are it, it really I think exceeded all of our <laughs> all of our prediction well, well you, you know what I think the powers that be are kind of at a loss too because I really feel that it's not just chaos for us it's chaos for them. 
Yes, absolutely. And that that might be good for us, but uh, the S the S hitting the fan mm-hmm. or the unprepared and the majority of the public who's more normie. You can say shit. It's okay. It, it's uh, you know, we had years for this to sink in. Yeah, and a lot of us were doing our own balancing, our own healing, mm-hmm. our own soul excavation. So, you know, we've already we've already been through it. Yes. many many of us, right? But then the average public, this is hitting them in a period of like days to weeks. Oh I mean, yeah, it's like a bo- it's a lightning bolt, right? It's very yeah. a lightning. It's very the tower for a lot of people. <laughs> oh my god, I just. <laughs> It's the oh, Trump. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry put up the card. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the Trump Tower, right? So I would. I, you were talking about tarot, and I remember that I got this new deck this week called the Orion's Tarot deck. Oh, there you Ooh, go. sexy! And it's an animal-based deck, and I was looking at two of the cards. Where did it go? The Devil card. Now I'll put links to these in. in mm, oh, I like. I like the look of these. Look at that. That's what's up. And this yeah, one, that's what's up. The lionfish in the tower. Anyway, it's you a beautiful know, deck. One of the things I like about what you bring to the table, Misaki, is you have um, there's something effervescent about you, and with your messaging as well, instead of uh, dark and doomy, because this is an easy time to get, for people to get really into those storylines. Well, I'm glad you say that because a lot of people say I'm too dark. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm a Scorpio sun and a Taurus rising, so I'm a hard head. But, oh, all that but fixed energy. I'm double fixed, so you know yeah. I'm you know I'm a hard head. But <laughs> when I do readings, I'm, I ain't gonna really focus too much on the so-called good stuff. I'll mention it. I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm I'm gonna tell you if I see your charge jacked up, I'm gonna tell yeah. you your, your charge jacked up because guess what? It's it's the more you know hard aspects that you need to focus the good stuff is going to roll out no matter the good what. stuff rolls out you, nothing yeah. gets done without the squares and the yeah. oppositions that's where yeah. that's why that's our fuel but your messaging and the way you come forward you know down to even your vocalizations are uh there's just something like i said i think the word is effervescent even though you're you're giving it to us raw and um and that's nice i mean i i think anyone appreciates no sugar coating but you're you're not like i'm going to the hills and i'm shooting anyone who hits the tree line it's it's raw well, with the, with the well, po- with a positive frequency behind it is what it is well you know if, if i thought it was all no hope I, I would just quit right but i'm telling you that what i really feel is that there's at least a space for us, our kind of people, to carve out. Yeah. I do feel that what's happening is waking a lot of people up or a lot of people that were on the fence. Like I was saying, I'm getting hit up by people that had thought about getting some, you know, energy pendants or pyramids or whatever. Yeah. And this is forcing them off the fence. They're like, shoot. And let me tell you, I am totally sold out of a lot of a lot of items. Oh, because, I imagine, yeah. Because I'm only one guy, right? 
in a lot of the smaller items I make when I'm making like when I make a pyramid, you always make more resin than you're going to use. So mm -hmm. I pour that off and I make smaller pieces. Well, I'm like completely cleaned out. I may even have to, you know, get a helper now. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. See that the end of the world's booming for you. <laughs> well, you, you know, the, the, <laughs> I'm just, the thing, the, I'm just the, joking with the, the end of the world, though. I don't the, think the, the thing is, is right. Like, I think, well, I'll tell you this. I'm as disturbed as anyone else by what's going on simply because I'm a human being. And when I see, when I go to the Trader Joe's and I see the shelves totally cleaned out, like yes. now it's kind of more back to normal. But I specifically went, there was a day, I specifically went when somehow everybody in LA knew that was a day to, <laughs> they, they had to get six months of toilet paper for some reason, right? Yes. <laughs> I, that's disturbing. But uh, on the other hand, I like, you and many others we knew something like this was coming absolutely but especially for the work that i've been doing i feel extremely confident because yeah. i only i only see growth and then you could explain that through the uranus and taurus transit and other things right? yeah but, yeah but but basically what i've been telling people is now's the time there's quote unquote no time left in a positive sense it's time to get off your butt and go 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 let's let's boogie and let's you know adapt and the energy is there like you said that key date 2026 yes while this chaos is going on guess what that produces it produces a lot of people that need answers they're not getting from the yeah. standard source they're at their wits end so they're like you know what i don't even believe in this stuff but let's see what this reader has to say right yeah or you know, with, in general, the ramping up of the cell tower frequencies, the Wi-Fi, the so-called 5G, a lot of people, they want the tools. And you know what? There's room for everybody. Yes, I say that constantly. It, this the, That is such a big, gigantic idea that needs to be heard because this the, the dream of uh, not enough is a terrible reality to live in and and it also creates this cutthroat reality and that is i just don't know why people want to feed that kind of right tulpa well you know it's not like i give away the farm because there are certain proprietary things that i do with my pyramids but if it's a legitimate question and it's yeah. about one-on-one about doing something i say look here's the information you go and do it because some people ask me because you know i have uh powered pyramids Ra, Ra has some of my pyramids and uh it's extremely powerful but some people want to go from zero having not cast anything to going to where it took me several years to do that so what i say is like start with the 101 and then work your way up and basically what i do like I would say 99% is on the internet. That's, that's actually how I started. I was interested. I looked at the one-on-one how to cast uh, Orgone or Organite Pyramid, the materials. I mean, uh, many people have seen them. You might see these, these pyramids at holistic fairs and so forth. It uh, was really originated by Don, this man, Don Croft in the 1990s. He set the formula and the positive mentality 
to the whole movement, which is very DIY. So anybody could come to it in their own way. But the uh, composition of the pyramids is a uh, plastic resin, which holds it together. You have your quartz crystal, and then you have metal particles or metal shavings. And it sounds crazy, but you can douse or muscle test it or experience it yourself. If it's made in the correct way, uh, you will get better sleep because it's basically produces a high etheric energy. And I also add shungite, which really kicks the power up, you know? Do you put any um, quartz in there too? Oh, you need, you need quartz crystal. Yeah, right. Because that compresses in the resin and produces that piezoelectric effect. Which and, uh, powers yeah, it. I mean, it's, 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 that, that tells you something too, that you can make a piece that works from the first time. Now it may not be, you know, basically I worked it up to an art type level, right? But if you're just looking for the energy, you can do it. The, the information's online. So that, that tells you they didn't teach you something in school. Cause how could this produce such a healing effect and, uh, one great thing with the energy tools also, which I think is necessary, just like everybody, they have a pair of running shoes, or if it's, you know, uh, we have like a winter coat or something like that. I think the time we're in now, you need to have a proper, uh, say, tensoring pendant or energy pendant, and you need to have some sort yeah. of of uh, energy tool on your bedstand, whether it's a shungite pyramid, an organite pyramid. Uh, you know, a large tensor device just because of the time we're in. But the EMF as a practicality, I say definitely Shungai. do that. Yeah. But the side benefit I think you guys know is it bumps your mentation and your consciousness up. Yes. I am. I can't get enough of personally the Siberian blue quartz, especially if mm-hmm depending on especially i like the old stuff there's still a little bit of the old blue around and it's hard you have to know what you're looking at but uh even the lesser stuff with less cobalt in it actually the actual element uh but the thing about it that makes it so potent is you know the russians developed it to be a weapon and to protect uh-huh. and so it's it's like any of the physics within the crystal industry that went into computer making and into weapons making. Mm -hmm. And I went down that rabbit hole a while ago and uh, then got some and then sourced some of the original dark, heavily, heavily saturated cobalt. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is unbelievable. Now I just can't, I can't have enough. And so uh, it's one of those things that I, I have been, Mm-hmm. saying kind of passively because it's already expensive and it let yeah, i have i have enough now but i mean it's one of those things that if you work with it because it is ac- absolutely military grade especially if you're getting some of the vogel cut stuff you wow. can see astounding uh effects from it as far as deflecting some of the scalar energy that's out there uh you know the new age community co-opted it and and that's great and that's actually brought it into our common world thankfully and so uh but i just wanted to throw that out there at the siberian blue and it would be interesting to see the level of what you do with some siberian blue in it 
Well, I mean, definitely the materials you use, like if you're working with the organine or orgone pyramids, uh, you know, follow the basic recipe. But even I was surprised the first time I used real gold in there because I held off because it costs money. <laughs> real gold's expensive, right? But I said, man, I, I've done, I ran through all the basic materials. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's try this real gold. <laughs> when it came out, I was like, wow, it's really powerful. So, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a reason the Anunnaki wanted the gold. Yes. <laughs> I, a, I have a, a question for you. Do you have uh, you heard of this guy, Mike Emery, who talks about orgone bubbles? Yes. I think that now his, this is my, just my opinion. Yeah, please. What they are doing I think you should only go into it if you know what you're doing. Ah. Because cause see, the organite, you're, you're using the energy of the materials. Mm -hmm. But when you are doing what they're doing, you are going into magical work. Yes. They're, they are basically dealing with thought forms and tulpas. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I've already seen people running into problems. So... You know, ba basically, uh, what Jerry is referring to is there are people charging, you know, various castings. Some of them are even plaster, which you can't really do with with organite because organite you really should use the plastic resin. Uh, but they are charging castings, but they are invoking names. They are invoking, you know, and I, we don't even really know what is becoming attached to <laughs> yes. it because they could be elementals. They could be a number of entities. You really don't know. Everything uh, is demons anyway. So, okay. so uh, you know, and look, in, in this Aquarian age we're moving into, That's the, the door is wide yeah, open. Right. But, but just understand, people, you can't blame the church. You can't blame your daddy. You are now the magician. But if it blows back on you, that's your, also your responsibility so uh i saw then again this is just my personal opinion people are free to do what they're going to do but i have seen posts which seem to mysteriously get deleted very quickly <laughs> people that are having problems uh one lady said is it normal for your bubble to start speaking to you and <laughs> phantom hands on your face oh, dear. no uh, no yeah uh, there was another lady and you know Maybe it had nothing to do with the bubble, but said her life was ruined and she was quitting. So you will never have these problems with the basic uh, organite or orgone pyramids. Correct. But as soon as you start basically doing magical work, because it's all the intention and thought form, you better know what you're doing. Yeah, basically, oh, what yeah. they're what they're doing. What I, what to me it seemed like drawing spirits into 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 stone or crystals into or whatever matter. Yeah, yeah into matter you know the romans and greeks practices with their statues so i mean it's not okay. new well also uh i happen to notice that the uh the guru of this movement writes in all caps that should yes be he does oh my god it's horrible if you ever he, read he read his essays that's, that, that's a red flag i think he's old it's, i'll give him a pass on that one well let me mention another thing I won't mention the exact name because I don't want to be like, it's this guy and it's that guy. But there's a certain, 
you know, speaker has been on the circuit for a while, claims to be the the descendant of mantis beings. And mm -hmm. I, I said, I said, you know, this guy's an astral raper. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like to, because, you know, in, in the area that we're in, and I'm sure you guys have seen a lot. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's there's so much there's so much going on, and it's kind of like you don't really want to talk about it too much because you want people to keep the vibe up. But honestly, you guys know that. Yeah. That, that you know, there's this in our area. Either the people are honest, honestly putting information out, and they don't have any agenda. Or why do you know so much about certain things and why are you talking about certain stuff? And um, that's why I mainly am just a, uh, a guest on shows now because I used to do interviews and I stopped because <laughs> when I got to the far edge and I saw what was going on, it's like, I'm getting traumatized. I got to pull back. Yeah, we just started yeah. a new show when that happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. You know what, Masaki? I'm interested yeah. in your your perspective on an energetic level as uh -huh. to what's going on with the virus that is about the collective. And so, and I said energetic specifically. Well, I mean, what I think is probably not too different from what you guys pick up, but number one, uh, they, the powers that be, or, you know, just by putting that fear vibe out, you're pushing people's frequency down, Yeah. right? Which, then, which they, though? Well. The physical ones or the non-physical ones? I would have to say it's non-physical because, yeah. like, I meant, like I think we mentioned before, I think the so-called banker types and the guys, the CEOs hiding in their bunkers, I think they're at a loss, too. Because I think yes. whatever, whatever happened, yeah. it, it, it didn't happen on their schedule. And I think. I think a good thing for us is, you know, this thing does have a certain time scale. Mm -hmm. And now, like in New York, they said the cases are 75% down. Like the hot spot is now Long Island because it can, it like, you know, and then I don't want to say too much, but it seems like it's not the millions of deaths they were talking about. Yeah, they keep bringing, they keep lowering that. The model keeps changing, but right. yeah, I mean, if you want so, to get into so, it, we could talk about yeah. it, but yeah, I know all about so, that. So ba basically they destroyed the world economy for, you know, 0.01%. <laughs> and get, get, guess what? That, that anger mode, it's, yeah. it's coming. That's probably why we got like uh, hundreds of tanks in Riverside. Camp, yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. I, yeah. I, I've, a... I've been saying for a couple of weeks now that I think that this was a bank bailout masked in a pandemic. Oh, de de uh, see, I think I think that's definitely part of it. I think there's so much more going on. I think the money only goes so far. It goes to the top of the pyramid, and that's only that's like getting to thirty third degree if we're talking, you know, degree systems. And then there's a, an above that that doesn't even care about money. That is the physical realm. That's the material realm. There's something going on that's piggybacking an energetic takeover, a, right. a possessive kind of thing, like well, we saw in, uh, in in body snatchers and all that kind of stuff that's it, been seeded to us for years. Can, can I tell? Maybe because I told you guys I had some some vivid dreams, and I, I think both yes, of the, share those, please. I, I think both of them 
they could relate to what's going on now. Now, I'm not one that has these kind of dreams. Like, I'll have a significant dream, like, once a year or every couple of years. But uh, since I do work with the Powered Pyramids, which is basically, you know, it's a high-scalar energy. People call it the Orgone. Uh, it's it basically, if you, if you have... It's liquid chi. Yeah, if, if you have any energy tool, you are going to get the same effect as my powered pyramids. The only difference is because it has a powered circuit with the donut-shaped Rodan coil, it's that torus shape, the energy is ramped up like 10 times more than like a normal organite pyramid. So you get ramped up so high into that sort of etheric bandwidth, your dreams start going like, right? You, you, you're just shooting off into uh let's say you get you get a little help in hand a little boost so for like energy work uh meditation uh, any kind of clearing work it, it's basically like when you have your space ramped up to a very high energy potential anything you do yourself you have a helping hand right but uh early on the first powered pyramids i was making i just wanted to see what the effects were because a lot of this one-on-one is actually online, but they don't give you a quote-unquote trip report or like, you know, the experiences in detail. So I use myself as a guinea pig. Uh, I was running it 24-7, which I don't recommend people do because it's very intense. I tell people, you know, do a half-day run, do, do like a, a dream session for overnight. But because... You know, I'm now making them and, uh, you know, offering to the public. I have to know what the parameters are, right? So uh, I think maybe four days in, five days in, like I was right up next to the pyramid while it's running, right? The last night before I turned it off, I had a zombie apocalypse dream. And uh, now I wasn't scared, but... It's like you're it's like a movie, but you're in the movie. So I'm just observing everything and I didn't I wasn't afraid. But uh well number one, the dream recall. Normally you forget. When I woke up, I could remember everything for like 20 or 30 minutes. And I I have the notes somewhere, it's in my email. I, I basically put the bullet points and sent an email to myself. So I I, I still have the notes, but uh there were zombies. Now, they weren't moving very fast, but they were, like, walking, you know? Yes, uh, that's what I hear mostly are the slower ones from people. Uh, there were paramilitary guys there shooting at these zombies. And there were some kind of robots, or they might have been cyborgs. Uh, I, no, they were cyborgs, because it was basically, just like in the animes you see, there were, like, these big uh, kind of, like, robot things but they had sort of like a meatball brain. So they were organic, but but the whole body was mainly mechanical. And they, they were, had... They were cute they robots, had, right? Uh, it, it was kind of like the Ed 209 from, yeah. from Robocop yeah. looking. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they had maybe... The quality was sort of an intelligence of like a dog or something like that. And th this is kind of like going into like a very specific area, but I'm trying to, it's interesting. So I'm trying to relate what I saw. Yeah, Terminator future was zombies. What, um, do you know when this was, by the way? I don't know. 
Like like in uh, March? Oh no, this was like in twenty fifteen. Okay, okay. Fifteen? Twenty fifteen? That's cool. Yeah. Uh so yeah, and and basically, you know, for the these paramilitary guys, these robot things were they were just robots. They're just extra guns, right? But the longer these things were working with the humans, they they made sort of like a like a pet like connection like i was saying it's kind of like a dog or something right but the humans they didn't they didn't really pay that no mind but in any case i was there and i had different shapes of pyramids and uh i was using the giza shape which is the lower slope and at that time i wasn't using a full frequency generator where you could punch in any number i was using preset chips so none of this was in words. It was just through the visualization or the story of what I was seeing. I understood the message. So I was trying the different shapes. The high slope Giza pyramid, which is very pointed. It's like very high slope pointy. That was the one to use. And I forget what frequency exactly it was, but it had to be 15 or 30 hertz because those are the only two presets you can get at that, at the common Hulda Clark zapper chip. That's the one a lot of the, the organite people use. And the zombies, they just kind of like stopped and dropped to their knees. So that... <laughs> That's like in Mars Attacks when they go crazy from the yodeling. So so I, don't, I really didn't know what that means, but the more that we're moving into this time now, I'm going, I, I hope I don't see no zombies, but it could be metaphoric too, where there are always forces that are working through people mm -hmm. and I'm very glad that I'm working with the tools and I've been able to send out, uh, I think around 1500 orders in the last like five years or something like that. And, you know, for me, well, well I'll say this one thing, although, you know, it's not easy to go through what we're going through right now. I feel like I've been woken up because I'm a crazy person and I'm just working 24 seven because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm double fixed. And I got that Taurus, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a cat <laughs> midheaven too. So, oh. <laughs> so, you know, what was your I, moon? I, I think it's a Taurus moon. You got a Taurus moon and a Taurus rising. Was that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I get kind of numb to things because I'm just like, I'm just making stuff every day and I'm not consciously thinking about the implications of what I'm doing, but this major event, I find it again, I don't want to be frivolous, but I find it a little invigorating because now I, I, it putting focus on like, I'm doing the right thing, you know, especially with all the good feedback I get. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, I think that's one of the good things about this major shift we're going into. It's, you know, maybe we didn't, you know, our kind of people didn't even completely realize what we're doing, but it's like, you are now prepared. If you're, if you're not totally pre prepared, you have enough to, to really start like going operational and, and, and we're, we're in the flow, I would say that. The, the esoteric and the practical application of the body workers, the 
people that are doing readings, the healers. I mean, we're we're right we're right on on track with what's supposed to be happening right now. I just had the image when you said that that we're in the pipe of the wave. We're in the flow. Yeah, we're in that pipe, you know, where it's curling over us. Yeah. So, uh, do you so use that, a, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask, do you use a pressure pot for your castings? Uh, I have a degasser, a degasser. for certain things. I don't mm. have a pressure pot, but six of one, um, I'm my, my number one tool mm. is the bamboo skewer. Mm, yeah. Pop those <laughs> pop, bubbles. Pop, pop, pop them bubbles. <laughs> I bought, I bought a lot of resin and I have shit to cast and I just haven't done it yet. Because I've been doing so, all other projects, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into it. So yeah, I mean, and again, like I said, you know, from the first time, whether you're making the little uh, muffin-shaped so-called tower busters, right? It's basically the same material as the pyramids, but mm-hmm. it's a little easier. You 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 basically cannot go wrong with the with the muffin mold, right? Or you use a pyramid mold and you do an organite pyramid. Uh, you can make a good piece from the first time. The only thing that I would suggest is people uh, muscle test, use a muscle test to confirm the energy. Or if people that are dowsers, you can use dowsing to confirm the energy because uh, there's no off-the-shelf meter to rate the kind of etheric energies that are coming off of these energy tools. But... uh, you know, I think even a lot of your people, though, they may even be able to look at it physically or look at a photo. Like I can do this, yeah. And you can say, "Is this one or that one?" Right. Right. And, and you, yeah, yeah. So anyone can douse too. It's not just people who can douse. Yeah. Anyone can douse. You just have to. You have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, and you have to yeah. see what it's like. And once you do it, you're like, "Oh, I see." And then the confidence strengthens your your ability. It's really, it's really like anything else. Yeah. It's like, you know, you learn to tie a shoe. It's like magic. It's, so, Masaki, when you said you had a couple dreams, so the one, so you gave us the one, were they both zombie <laughs> dreams? Uh, the first one was, and I think, I think I might have mentioned this on some other shows very casually, but yours is the first show that I'm kind of getting into this because I know you, on the Nox Mente, you get deep into dream stuff so i said yeah. might as well pack it in right yeah so, well that's our other show but yeah. it's still relevant to all this so uh the first one was more of a zombie apocalypse i, I should throw this in too because like I might as well put it down on record this was it was happening in some kind of enclosed space i don't know what it was if it was a building or a tunnel or something but I, then i i went oh, outside that's interesting. a I mall out- perhaps uh, it was dark, so I don't know what it was. Okay. But but I went outside and there were some steps, like um, yeah, kind of like an outside of buildings where you see like, and it was more than a staircase. There were like maybe concrete steps, and there was a there was an Asian guy that I think was some kind of scientist or something, and he had his hands on his face, kind of like like what. I felt like it's like what did we do or something like that. That's what I feel. And I think it was a Japanese guy. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but then that was that was the end of the dream. So, <laughs> so uh, well, by the way, there is some circumstantial things connecting Japanese scientists to this Wuhan so-called virus. Some people think there's no virus, but 
if you follow the eugenics mentality, and I don't doubt that there are Chinese involved, but if you follow the eugenics mentality, it's Anglo-American and Japanese also have this mentality. There's a virus. There is a virus. And for people that think there's no virus, it's a bio warfare and it's been, it's been edited and it's out there and it's too early for people to really get an idea for how it's morphing and playing out. There's only one, there are several viruses. So I just think people should sit back a little bit before the conviction of what's going on, uh, before people lose all credibility in the end by being having so much conviction with it. Let's just sit back. Well, you know, uh, another thing is that in general, with a lot of things, there's only two directions. There's higher orders of like structure, like basically order, and there's like breakdown, chaos, and entropy, right? Mm -hmm. And I mentioned this relating to this outbreak situation because uh, one of the things that I spent a lot of time on, because, you know, I'm American, but I'm Japanese American, you know, is uh, Fukushima. I spent, mm, yeah. I spent many, many, many hours following it. And I was involved in some fundraisers out here in LA. And uh, what happened in Fukushima, one of the, in, like, um, kind of like the small details that a lot of people never paid attention to. The behavior of the people and the animals yes. uh, was very similar to things that they happened in Chernobyl. And yes. basically, ionizing radiation is chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so the, the ant, like they have these wild boars that, that people say, eh, it's a, no, you don't want to mess with a wild boar. That, no, that boar you, will tear yeah, your no. ass up. They right? will eat you. <laughs> so they have these wild boars that were just like, like nuts like they're highly like highly aggressive that's that's one thing you see and the people would become very belligerent and highly aggressive because they're basically you know being affected by the radiation in that way so Mm -hmm. i relate this to the virus because there's uh we know it's a respiratory disease the size aspect yeah but there's more and more reports coming. There was even a thing that said it's, it, you know, zombie effects because sometimes it's yes. going up into the brain and yes. what's happening. They're becoming very belligerent, just like the radiation victims in Japan and Chernobyl. Yes. The, see, you're right on, you're right in line with some of the connections I've been making as an observer to this. It's, it's completely, uh, that's tied right into a lot of it. it. And this is why it behooves us to sit back and observe how it's going to play out. There are waves to it. And as it morphs, we'll know more. There's definitely, uh, it, and there are so many layers. There's there's the energetic layer, which is part of the mind aspect of it that people are feeding into and what it could be, what it is. And then there's all the disinfo, the info, what's true, what's not true, the numbers being skewed every which direction. It just seems like we should sit back. And like Chernobyl, like anything, like like 4G when it came out, we don't know. You're not going to just roll on 5G and have an immediate effect. Maybe some people. 
so I keep hearing ridiculous comments like, well, I've got 5G on my phone and nothing's happening. Well, what's going to happen to you in 20 years? You know, why are people that had cell phones and been talking through their ears for 20 years are now getting brain cancer there or carrying them in their bras or getting breast cancer? People want this immediate now these answers now when some of these things are slow moving slow acting you can't see smell or taste them but they're still insidious and and doing what they're doing well and then also it's just like you're saying uh there's a lot of people that say well you know the the kind of signals that are coming from the cell towers they're case we (laughs) We know they're extremely damaging, but yes. So the above board, they say no, 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 nothing can happen. But uh, one of the, she's an electro-sensitive, but also EMF expert, Lena Pooh. I've interviewed on my channel. Uh, she was saying that although it takes longer, the long-term effects of the Wi-Fi and cell phone signals is exactly the same as ionizing radiation. You get, yes. You get uh, even cataracts, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, I don't want to be superficial, but I do come from LA. So the, the ladies out there, you're going to get, you're going to get premature aging. Okay. If you don't care about the 5G, you're going to start to get them wrinkles early and all that. But, but basically it's just a different time scale. but the, the, the long-term effects are basically the same as ionizing uh, radiation. But this is another reason why, uh, I didn't realize it when I started. Even I didn't really realize it until, you know, now. How important it is to use energy tools because, yes, I really feel nothing is going to happen to me unless I do it to myself now, and that's that's using the energy tools, but also a combination of spending, you know, years probably 10 years every day working on myself yeah and then uh because i think it's people in general but i think but i kind of notice people in our area like maybe we took on more than the average person as far as getting hammered and beat up (laughs) so when you heal and you these are basically all the traumas and things they're they they're holes in your energetic field so when you can uh heal release and close those out you have fewer points that so-called attacks or things can hit you. So, you know, even though like, I mean, we're, we're in it now, right? Yes. It's go, it's, uh, it's go time. (laughs) We're we're in it now, but at the same time, I feel like nothing's really going to happen to me unless I do it to myself. Absolutely. That's a a major, you know, you speak like a magician and, and you have the tools there. And that's the thing that there are tools out here and you, you have them. And, but the, the internal training is just such a major component to all of the stuff in the outer world. And for whatever reason, here we are, and it's a good time for people to really recognize that the outer world is not what they thought it was. Reality is not what they thought it was and assess and move forward. Like look, look at the nuance and start understanding how energetics, radionics, all this stuff works. And the earth is flat and we live under a dome and space is fake (laughs) and everything is demons. Well, we definitely, we definitely live in a realm, right? Cause it's like, we live in a realm. We live in a a reality field. 
yeah. Yes, that, that we generate. Yes, I totally agree with and that. Y- you know, you know, like we were talking earlier about the Vedism, and I have to say, I got the swatch stick in my blood. Even if I try to, <laughs> even if I try to reject it, it was still in my blood when I was born. But mm-hmm. guess what? Now I respect and I value my tradition. Yeah. But all these guys with the little G, because if you get, if you start talking to people that are deep into this especially say uh, some of the Eastern Europeans, the neo-pagans and so forth, they do not look at the ancient aliens in the way that people do, most people do here, where there was these separate Anunnaki that came here and they manipulated. They look at the gods with a little G as their forebears. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they're they're familiars. They are bloodline descendants, right? Yes, yes. So, but I, what what I say now, you know, I respect, but fuck these guys. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna worship Orion. Like I, cause the truth is the truth. Ved, the Vedism, Vedism is about the truth. Yeah. So to me, that's separate than saying, oh, the great gods from Orion are serious. It's like, yeah, but guess what? In, in Buddhism, they say even the gods are delusional. The gods with the little, de- mm-hmm, little teeth, mm-hmm. they are delusional and they are on the wheel of samsara, the, the, yes. the, yep, the yep, hamster yep, wheel, yep. the wheel of illusion and delusion. It's mm-hmm. just that they have more powers, so-called, than the average human. But guess what? All, all these MFs are on the same hamster wheel as us. So F these yes. guys. But, <laughs> but in some way, these are just energy entities that represent archetypes and they they're stuck in that archetypal pattern. That's why they're dicks. Because well, you, know, you know, you know, you know, at some level, they are us and we are them too. Yes, well, absolutely. We're an amalgam of them, though. Yeah. And I, and I always want because uh, Nish, you're talking a lot of the the astrological, you know, themes. Mm-hmm. But I wonder about this. Have you ever wondered about this? Why Why does it seem like the planets and so forth. Why does it seem like the gods blew their brains out when we're living in their remains? <laughs> you, you Masaki, that's such a great image. And I have I have that same question. And it, it's interesting that we we play into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's a great system if you it, want, it, but if, it is if, a system. If, if you want to get to see just below the surface, mm-hmm. um I mean, I think you know, but for the audience, although there has to be a lot of good readers and metaphysicians in your audience too, but just to say it aloud, uh, basically all reading systems, esoteric reading systems, they work not by magic, but because (laughs) they work off of the Saturn matrix, right? Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, even in, uh, even in the Chinese, the I Ching, Mm -hmm. they use the Ba Gua, right? So Ba is eight, which is the number of Saturn. And them hexagrams, you know, people, uh, if you look on like the flag of Korea, they have the hexagrams, although it comes from China. Them hexagrams, there's like 64 hexagrams, so forth. It's very computerized mathematical, even them, them dotted and dashed lines. That's like computer code, right? Yeah. So, so this realm is constructed on very known and identifiable uh, patterns and rules, right? So that's how the esoteric reading systems work. You know, I use numerology, but you can use any system because they all connect back to the framework of the reality that we're living in. 
Doesn't the, uh, isn't, aren't the, oh, what are they? Foo talismans, don't those? Which ones? Uh, like Foo is this, Chinese. I know right? it's Chinese, yeah. but the oh, symbol. Oh, you're talking about Lucky, Lucky, yeah. Well, the whole, the whole concept of Foo talismans and Foo magic, don't those center around octagonal shapes? I thought they did. I could be completely wrong. Uh, I'm not sure. Usually it's on a square. But even the square is kind of cube, cube-like, right? Right. I'm surprised right, right. you didn't look that up already, Jeremy. I I just thought well, of it. Have you have you have you ever seen though that the 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 foo the this like the luck, lucky is upside down? Have you ever seen that? Yes. They put. Do you know why? Because in Chinese, it's a play in the words. Because it's like I think I might have my tones wrong, but it's like foo dollar. So it says it's upside down, but. But when they, but you can also say like full dollar like the luck is here. So mm. when they turn it upside down, it's like the luck is here. This is the one I was thinking of. This shape. Oh well, that that's that's the uh, the the eight signs of the bagua. Ba okay. Yeah. Bagua. I know it has something to do with food talismans. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for you, Misaki. Yeah. Try so try this idea on, and um, it's not a new one. I know you're familiar with it, but what if? And I'm just going to use the Egyptian uh, mythos here because it's the easiest because of the reference I'm going to make. Uh, what if we are all in the afterlife right now, navigating it? in such a way that we see within the Egyptian Book of the Dead and how treacherous the Egyptian Book of the Dead presents the afterlife with, uh, you know, and, and I know this this is heavily in um, Asian culture as well and even, even darker actually, uh, but, you know, having to have certain spells to get past certain Maya, certain illusions and um, Don't all this- Don't go to the light. Don't go to the light. <laughs> The Saturn what, what, Matrix, don't go to the light. Exactly. So, I mean, what what do you think about that? Like, if, if we look at how absurd everything is, how crazy it is. Well, well I, I would I would say this, that now, I, you know, we we know about the the new age or the new cage movement, but uh, a lot, I know, the new cage is perfect. <laughs> but but there is this mentality that we got to ascend and get out of this lower 3d and so forth. But why, why is it that every damn entity in the universe wants to be in a human body? There, there must be something significant about what we're doing and why we're here, even though we are at a very dense level, you know? So I think uh, that this Spirit. is kind of, this is kind of like, like spiritual boot camp here on planet earth, but there, I think there must be some things you can do in this level that you cannot do in other levels, you know, and um, I don't really know what happens when we pass, but as far as the tradition that I was born into, which is the Pure Land Buddhism, the, the uh, Amida Buddha, uh, they say in the Pure Land Buddhism that we're only in the courtyard of the pure land <laughs> we're in like the waiting room and yeah. we don't we don't really know what happens when you pass and they also say compared to some of the other schools of buddhism they say you can never truly reach enlightenment in this world you can have flashes of 
realization that they say like the 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 true reality is like water mm-hmm. and there's like there's like waves and ripples it's kind of like that ne- the neptune pisces kind of theme and for a split second the water goes clear and you see it and then it just goes back against the ripples and you will never as a flawed human being in the pure land thinking you will never reach the total realization until you die but what if, say, recently, say, in January yeah. of this year, a major event happened, a catastrophic event, and we all got zapped. And that's why all, that we're in the afterlife right now. And that this is all part of the fractal of it, that we're all now collectively in a life review moving through. Yeah, I see dead people. <laughs> well, we are that we are dead people. <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 we the thing is, is that now I have no way to prove this, but this is kind of my thinking. This has happened before. It's happening now and it's happening again. And all yeah. time, oh, yeah. all, t- all times are timelines are running parallel. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just doing my time on planet Earth on this timeline as I'm experiencing it. Yeah, in a lot of ways. So we're I, the way I'm looking at it is we're at the end of a cycle. Oh yeah. And every cycle, when every cycle ends, a new one begins. And that's what people don't really think about is that this is a new. In addition to an ending, this is a new beginning. Yeah. I mean, and as soon as we break through this threshold, and I keep getting these images in my head of like breaking through cellophane walls, you know, like like yeah, being, like a like a, like a mm-hmm. birthing almost mm-hmm. into this new room of a house if you will well and you know this is what a lot of people said they wanted so you yeah, wanted okay. it. it's it's here so you, it, it hey, Jack, hey, Jack, you better go active now <laughs> yeah yeah it's well-fed ghost that's for sure it just makes me i beg it begs a question did we manifest this <laughs> exactly yeah well you know can I bring this up? That, you can bring up anything you want. Anything. That, that, four, that four four meditation that uh, Wilcock and I think even some of the Q people. Oh, yeah. Those are dangerous oh, as fuck. Hey, Kate, Kate. Now, <laughs> brace again, yourself. Uh, again, I fell on the, you know, maybe just maybe I, I got to stop posting on Boomer Book, aka Facebook, but. Uh, I, I said, dude, I, I, I didn't, I didn't I get I, I didn't, Boomer Book. I, I didn't like, I mean, I didn't get many people digging what i said but i broke down the numerology for that day mm-hmm. it was not good <laughs> it was not good it broke down basically to very uh well the you know 4 4 is 4 4 4 so that's like super death chaos well it's, <laughs> but but it's but you know it, it, it's death because you know in the asian cultures four is death right right and 44 is death doors right so, but it's death because, well, you know, they say Asians ruled by Capricorn. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't like, we like stability. We don't like change. Well, what's yeah. super, what's super Aquarian Uranus energy? Death, <laughs> yeah. Right. Because if you lose a job, well, that was a kind of death. If you break out a relationship, that was a kind of a death, even though the new thing's coming. But 444, besides that is 12 and 12 in the numerology it's the victim. It's very Pisces energy. Mm-hmm. And 12 is also the hangman in the tarot, the 12th card. Mm-hmm. Right? 
into so three. I, 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 so I was just like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what this is all about, but just from the numbers, like they chose a very odd date to do that on. And if you think about a lot of that thinking, it's still kind of, although I think it is good for people to, to put out like a positive intentions, I think it's still somewhat, it's literally in the numbers, it's very Piscean, you know, of looking for like the savior or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I, I think people should maybe do that kind of thing, but in their own smaller groups, not attached to these larger. Do it with people, you know, programs. Yeah. If you do it with people, you don't know, you don't know where your energy is going. That's pretty much the way it goes. And I think I would, I would say to err on the side of caution that they chose it because it was a cool date for yeah. four, you know, they did it, but, but that decision is driven by some, by the energy well, of the also, time. Yeah. I forget what, the other the previous meditation one but it previous date of the previous meditation was but it was literally on a 12 day which again is the victim and it's very piscean mm -hmm. so it came up twice uh yeah but uh i have i have other I have another dream <laughs> so so this happened more recently the first one was maybe 2015 this other one was maybe two years ago, year or two years ago. And uh, I, it definitely relates to the cell phone frequencies, maybe 5G. But there was two scenes. One was outside, and it was normal street scene, kind of suburban. Uh, there was like one or two people just walking. But everything was coated in like the blob, like this pink goo. And the people, like the feeling was like, I mean, the, pe the people were acting so-called normally, but everything was covered in this pink goo. The, the, the shrubs, the houses, the people. And just the, you know, the energy of pink goo is like very kind of sluggish, slow, heavy. And in this pink goo was embedded kind of insectoid shapes. There are like crabs and maybe lobsters, some spider kind of stuff, but they weren't black. They were pinkish, right? So I, in my mind, I was just thinking about it. This is just kind of my read of it that is probably connected to all these frequencies that are being beamed out and these little insectoid shapes, they might be entities that are coming through and so forth. And just that feeling of being dumbed down and heavy and I'm covered in pink goo, right? It's not, it's not that very uplifting, right? Cut to another scene inside a house, and the person basically had energy tools, and the, the space was clear. Well, I think the message from that is pretty simple. If you have the right tools in this time, you in your own personal space can be sovereign. You'll be fine. But if you don't have them, you're going to be covered in some stuff you don't want. And there's probably things being carried along that ain't good for you. Yeah. That's And that's like comes back to the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which is just an easy reference. Because to navigate your way through, you needed to know, the Pharaoh needed to know the, the spells and incantations to get through, which are the tools, right? And so in modern day, you know, it would be some of these tools we talked about today, possibly. 
and what are tools, you know, at, at the end of the day. And so, yeah, very important, Masaki. Those are juicy dreams. Yeah, and uh, the, I think, sorry, oh, yeah, no, I, I, um, the Pinku rang a bell for me. I'm trying to remember what it was. The, so do you remember when people were going ape shit about black goo and AI and all that crap a couple of years ago? Yeah. So I had heard once someone talk about pink goo or a different, a non-black goo, right? That was, uh-huh. okay. All right. Let me step back here. So the black goo is allegedly quote unquote alien, right? It was brought here from another planet or came in a meteor that the Nazis it's let like loose. AI. Yeah. Yeah. I heard someone talking about it or I dreamt, I have no idea where I heard it. So I'm just, it's in my head. The pink goo is the black goo of the, of the earth of Gaia. Uh So it's basically the lifeblood of the planet. It runs the grids and stuff like that. Well, whatever I saw, I'm rocking the energy pendants and stuff. Well, I mean, right, 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 right. I'm just saying, all the shapes you saw were organic. Yeah, yeah. They're all they were all organic in your mind. That's that's true. They were, you know, they were insectoid, but they were they weren't black. They were pink. But insectoid is also reminiscent to me of nanobots. And yeah, if this is some kind of digital construct, the quote unquote lifeblood of the planet would be some kind of digital goo, which would have little nanobots. <laughs> Right, we probably got them right now. Cause oh, yeah. I, 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 I was, I was thinking about this, and I had talked to a couple friends, and I do think there is something to it, right? Well, everybody here in LA, especially this is interesting. Now, no, nothing against anybody's worldview, but it's interesting that the social justice wars. I live in Adam Schiff's district here in LA. <laughs> we're sorry we're very sorry <laughs> you, you know that p hat the knitted p hat that became very famous Puss, the pussy it, hat it, yeah it, it was in, it was it came out of a shop like five minutes from me down the road which but, shop uh, i can't remember but it's closed now because rents yeah, rents yeah. <laughs> I mean, i've lived in la a couple times so so uh but it's interesting the social justice wars are the ones that are pushing the social distancing and everything the most but if it's not the so-called virus itself or some co-infection, because a lot of these so-called diseases, especially the chronic ones, it's not just one. They, they work. There's like a bacteria or working along with the virus and so forth. There's like co-infections or just the fact that we're being spread, uh, sprayed by heavy metals, right? Well, if it's being sprayed from the skies, like six feet don't mean nothing, right? <laughs> You can't social distance from the chemtrails, you know, (laughs) from air, from it, you know, if it's airborne, this is one of the things I thought initially with, uh, when I saw this coming through and, uh, is that it's like, almost like in the walking dead where everyone has it and it gets activated at different levels, depending on your genetic markers. Well, more gallons, right? We probably all got more yes. gallons, but it's only expressed by very uh, small percent. You know, why don't you guys talk for a second? I'm gonna grab my AC adapter because my laptop's. Go for it. Go for it. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it. <laughs> Who do we have next week? Next yeah. week we have a very awesome guest that I found. <laughs> He's uh, an author of some books that I read when I was like 20 years ago that I loved 10 years ago. 
Um, his name is Mario Acevedo. He's written a, a series of books about a character named Felix Gomez, who was an Iraqi war vet who became a vampire in Iraq. Ooh, sounds juicy. Came back to the States and became a private investigator of supernatural things. As a vampire. As a vampire, yeah. Yeah, this is right at my alley. And his, <laughs> his first book in the series is called The Nymphos of Rocky Flats. Excellent. Where he's investigating um, women being turned into nymphomaniacs by an alien artifact that, at Area 51. It's, it's, it's an <laughs> amazing book. It definitely sounds like a man wrote it, or, or you know, a, a woman-loving woman that loves nymphos. <laughs> so you were talking about chemtrails and Morgellons. What were you talking about right before Morgellons? Airborne, airborne. Oh, this I, I remember is, what yeah. I was going to say. So I, one of the things that stuck in my mind about the social distancing is that if you're six feet apart from someone, you can't share energy fields with them, which means, you know, and there's... I believe there's a certain amount of information that's passed between people, whether it's picked up on or not, when you're near someone and your energy field merges with theirs. By keeping us apart by six feet, our energy fields won't merge unless you have a huge energy field. Mm -hmm. And the truth, if you have it, won't spread as quickly. And it's easier to control people who don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think... There's a, a level of that going on. I'm not saying it's, 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 you know, planned by humans. I think that there's a, something else that's imposed that, that idea. Well, you know, the thing is with my energy tool, actually any uh, strong energy tool, whether it's, uh, they have like, tensor spheres i'm going to show this we have the camera going i know this is audio only let's say you have a tensor sphere you have a strong orgone pyramid especially if it's if it's a power device it's even the range is even farther but typically let's say you just have a, a non-powered basic basically a sculpture pyramid organite pyramid right i i really only focus on there's two ranges there's a so-called ionic range where you physically notice a difference so most pyramids, the safe is properly made, maybe a four to six inch base uh, Giza pyramid on your bedstand. I would say the field probably goes maybe 12 to 14 feet. That's short where you will definitely, no question, I got better sleep, right? But there is a subtle, subtle energy field that can go f at least a block or it could even go miles, mm. you know? So this is also the importance of you could say because like i said before there's two levels there's one of just you know it can actually be fun when you start using these tools but most people are thinking just uh emf protection mm -hmm. but as a spiritually strong or you could say energetically strong right because another word for energy is spirit right yes we, li we yes. live in the in the in the kind of a, the, the yin-yang world. Of, we live in a 3D reality of the Saturn matrix, but the part that the, the dum-dums of these AI people, they don't get is you're forgetting the energy. You're forgetting the spirit. It's two halves of one whole, right? So if you're using the energy tools, you know, you're, you are actually affecting more people than you know. Mm -hmm. And in the mythology, like when these uh, 
you know, great spiritual teachers who were probably from some unusual bloodline too, but these great spiritual teachers, their kind of like energetic field was so massive, like the people could sense them coming from miles away before they even saw them. They, they yes. Feel like there's something, there's yes. Something's coming. Something like the Buddha is coming. It's like right. his energetic field was so massive. Yes. The people could feel something was coming. Like their Corona miles, miles away. The yeah, Corona. Corona. <laughs> it's honest. Yeah. So it's in the, it's in like the, in the, in the, in the, the Judeo stuff, the, the Corona, the, the, uh, what else was another term? It's re- I just wanted to throw that out there. Big deal. The shining ones, the shining also is this field that people could sense. Yeah. <laughs> That just was a great Masaki. It was just such a great synchro for me. You saying that, so yeah. Well, got to call it the synchro so I can ring the bell. Yes, (laughs) it's it's just shop talk, you know. It is just shop talk, but it's it's juicy shop talk. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what else. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know. What, that's the thing with with people like Rock Costaldo or you guys is like there's a certain level where any question can be any area can be open because we've all looked into thing enough things you know well i yeah, I personally absolutely. think we're in a war and uh and I know Radas as well and so and and people can take that where they want I think it's actually playing out in lifetime. And and one of the things that I think it would behoove people, even as we're kind of normal people, I guess, Marmies, to understand is that where we are with warfare now is not where we were with, say, World War II or Vietnam. It's a different idea. The tech is different. And uh, it's what seems more nefarious. There are aspects that are just not seen, smelt, heard. It's energetic. It's viral. Uh, it's 40. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and I think it ties into, and I know Ra's there with me on this because we've talked about this on our shows. Um, it, it ties into bloodlines. And yep. I think part of this whole viral thing is an exposure of certain genetic markers, which is what I'm calling bloodlines now. Uh, and, and so I think in terms of, and with that, wars have uncertain endings. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't even know who all the players are. We don't even know what we're seeing is some of the technology, some of, some of the waves of attack and yet we don't really know where they're coming from whom they're coming from how how they're generating into our general lives we are just being told to get inside and not go outside and lock and lock down and i i keep wanting to pose this question to people are the people and forces that we think are good are they really good are the bad guys really bad trust the plan Trust, trust the plan. <laughs> well, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta say this too. It's like some somebody gotta play the bad guy. So they, oh they, yeah, of course. They, they, they're doing a pretty good job. But uh, now, in my time, in my work, I talk to all kinds of people, right? And, and what's what's interesting too, and then also just you know, I, I come out of the rave scene here in LA, 
and a metal hey. artist, a lot of interesting <laughs> people, right? So uh, what I have found, now I may totally disagree with your position. I mean, you may come from a totally opposite worldview and be more so-called dark-sided, right? But uh, this kind of, I, and I'm still going to do my work and I'm still going to do the quote-unquote good thing, right? But uh, what I have found that is kind of opposite of what a lot of people's mentality is. It's like, it's the good versus the bad and whatever. What I have found is more what Ra talks about where you have the Benendante and the Malandante. Yes, but, oh but, yes. But we we are at a different level than the commoners yes. or, the, or the mass. So the magicians recognize each other and actually have a somewhat of a respect for each other. And what I have found is if I don't put if, if I don't say, oh, you're a bad person, how can you believe that? And we can actually have a good talk. Yes. And it's like, it's like, it's like, um, you, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, we're on a chessboard and we're each doing our thing and I see you and you see me. Mm -hmm. But, it, but actually I have little to no fear at all because I, I, I'm doing what, what I'm doing. My field is very strong. And mm -hmm. the only way I can mess up is if I do it to myself. And I, I also have said this before that uh, I think it's the first Indiana Jones movie where he, there's, there's the blocks on the floor and he, I think it's the name of Jesus, right? Uh, oh, God, yes. It's the name. It's the Hebrew name of God. That's uh, the yeah, last crusade. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you know, on, on the, on the playing board, where you can step and where, where not to step, you're basically untouchable. Mm -hmm. right. Because but, everything is rules and lines. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. angles. You, um, yeah. you brought up, you know, being able to talk to other people that uh, the opposition, if you will, but there's a level of respect between the two of you, which right. the, 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 I don't know what to call them. The people who aren't at that level don't have, it's black and white to them. Yeah, what I find is uh, there's a lot of, not a lot, but say people that are doing things that I wouldn't do myself, mm -hmm. is either they do not see the implications for themselves mm -hmm. of what they're doing, or they don't care. Oh, like Reiki. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I would say that there's no need to call on other beings or other right. gods or whatever. You can just a higher source universal right. source and you're basically sovereign right yeah um, yes but, but we're all at different levels so if they need to get their ass whooped from what they're doing then right oh go ahead but i don't have time for that myself you gotta think but about either where side the... sorry jerry go on i was gonna say you gotta you have to realize from which source you're pulling that energy into you because it's not just from you know, quote unquote, God or whatever source. It's it's from whatever sees you asking to come in. Yeah, and, well, you know, and that... whatever side the person's on is the good side for that person. Even you know, like right. even in the right, right, right. universe, that yeah, we, we live in a very polarized. Even I think four D is polarized. I oh, do too. Absolutely, well, it's four. I mean, it's yeah. got two. Two. That's where know. all. That's you know, if that's if it's true that the four D is astral space, that's where all shit lives and nasty stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, the you things know. that want to get physical bodies, as you said before, you know, why would why does everything want a physical body? You know, because a spirit can't bust a nut. Basically, is kind of what's Who's happening. Who's got the funk? Well, well, you know, I've seen this a lot too. That, um, I think a lot of us were already when we popped out as little babies. We didn't know, but it was already in us. We have a certain sensibility of like, yeah, I like this. I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now when it applies to the the more esoteric work, there's a lot of people, because it's opening up. The box is open now, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas before, you had to go through some kind of initiation. You may have had to join some kind of fraternal order, magic Mm -hmm. order to pick these things up a lot of people now this may shock people but scientology was a major crossing crossroads for people in the 60s or 70s that picked things up and then went on and they were no longer scientologists because free internet there was only certain esoteric orders that you can go to to pick things up scientology whatever brotherhood of light like that just certain you know they were there oftentimes in the back of magazines certain magazines so but now you know there's thing i don't know if you guys saw this but teen vogue had an article on sex magic this teen vogue i was shocked i'm like this is dangerous man this is this is the time we're living in it's it's every you know i would say 90 plus percent of anything that was secret before is now just like it's in you just type on the internet and you can find it right but a lot of people that it's whether it's in this lifetime or just their sensibility, it's the first time they're getting into this kind of work or the first time encountering this. So uh, they're just impressed if they're using, say, a Ouija board that the planchet's moving around. They're like, oh my God, I got caught. Look, look, look. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. I'm leaving the room. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> so uh, this is kind of what's happening. I'm seeing it a lot um, in LA. Now, California has always had a lot of esoteric things going on, but this is like the most recent wave. And, uh, you know, it's just the scene of what's going on. I think, I think people are feeling out for the first time a lot of these areas. So in an Aries-type fashion, they're going to put their foot in the shit and learn from that. But I think a lot of us that have, and I, th- I think really that it was born in us that we're we've probably done this before oh yeah so, yeah i think you so, know if you if yeah. you did it in a past life then you're definitely going to be attracted to it again unless you got hurt yeah. by it or something but even then you know you got to work through that karma so you know i don't like i kind of cringe when i see see because basically they're impressed that they got contact i'm like you don't know that you don't know mm-hmm. that happens, but mm-hmm. you just open a portal. You just made some kind of agreement, right? <laughs> right. But I kind of, I kind of hide my eyes and I cringe. But the fact of the matter is, whereas before it was a very select group of weirdos and fringe people, now, now yes. the mass is becoming open to this kind of knowledge and information. And this goes back to my question: Did we manifest this crisis, this current crisis, by? Mm-hmm exposing more and more people to that area and those areas have more dark forces dark energies come in that has manifested this well maybe guys 
dead JFK Jr. is going to come back and bring the new Camelot <laughs> to America. Maybe we can do that. And you know what? That maybe, is a narrative. Maybe we can make Nassara actually real and get free stuff. Maybe that. <laughs> it's it's uh it's not it's not Nassara anymore. It's just Sarah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the G stands for or the N for that matter. But anyway, I got a couple of questions for you and we can wrap this up. Okay. Someone wanted to know. Man, I've lost it. While you're looking, Jerry, I just want to throw out a happy birthday to one of our favorite people, Amanda Palmander. We love you, girl. Yes. I love, love, love you. Happy birthday. I'm writing yeah. her a story on Twitter. Excellent. Yeah, she's just been with us from the beginning, and we love her. Okay, I found the question. Why is it that the dark forces always seem to have the upper hand in this reality? Well... I think we just live in a fallen world, but that makes it more interesting too, you know, so. And then someone else wanted to know if you were going to produce orgone-infused toilet paper and N95 masks. It's, it's, a, it's a little rough on the behind, but I may, able, I may do that. You ever wipe your ass with a pyramid? Yeah. The, the, the metal shavings can be a little rough, but this time it may sell. It'll take you to new heights. You can make orgone butt plugs. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Rough on the body, good on the soul. <laughs> there, there's this guy on uh, on YouTube. His, his channel name is The Old Lab Rat, I think. Have you seen that guy? Yes. I don't I don't put stock in what he's saying. Really? I, I, would, I, I, would, I would say this. Uh, because as I remember, he was saying that the standard formula that Don Croft put out in the 90s as bunk, do not use orgone pyramids and so forth. I would throw it back and hit the ball in the other person's court and say, test it yourself. Self-knowledge is the best. I've so, never heard him say orgone is bad in any way. I've, I've seen him do experiments with cement pyramids and then douse, and then douse uh, the energy coming off of there. And he's... He's done experiments where he's tracked energy fields from dead things and live things. It, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I saw one particular video. I can't. It's so long ago, but I wasn't digging what he was saying. The one video that I saw, but I would say that as far as the the common energy tools, because I I don't use plaster or cement. Uh, if you follow the recipe that was set down by Don Croft in the nineties, the one ones online. You pretty much can't go wrong. I would say just uh, add chungite. That'll really bump the power up. And I highly recommend the copper tensor tools. With like, I'm wearing one right now. Uh, can I you thought they, I thought that? They were, yeah, uh, link it. What? Well, can Jerry link it all? Sure. I would say this. As of so, we are in the beginning of April. I am totally sold out of my lower price items because there's been just. I've been swamped. It was yeah. great, but like I'm totally wiped out. <laughs> uh, I I am I do make uh, power pyramids. Uh, you know, it's basically made to order. But my pyramids uh, connect to a lot of people from the Spooky Two Rife system. They found me through Spooky Two because I've been on their show a bunch of times, and I also have a uh, um, connection to Burkana Labs, which are which is a radionics company in UK that Ooh. their radionics boards are powered by Spooky2 generators. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people find me from those two sources, but I do offer 
just so people can like start out the box. I do offer uh, a basic generator with a keypad, so you could put like 432 hertz and so forth. So uh, for my power pyramids, basically to run the current, some people are using Rife machines, like the Spooky 2 Rife machine, or you could use uh, a basic generator. And you can get my pyramids, uh, pyramid only the power pyramid, or pyramid with generator. So it's kind of up to. And I put links to your website and store in the show description and show notes, so everyone should be able to find that. What oh, kind of, Masaki, what kind of price points are we looking at from, say, your low end to your highest end? Okay, the Giza Power Pyramid, which is like a 160 millimeter base, which I think is around six inches. It's about two pounds. Power Pyramid, the Giza one, it's like 500 without mm -hmm. the generator and then the nubian it's actually the same base but because the slope is so much higher as opposed to two pounds it's around seven pounds okay and that is 700 and the, without, those are the, the your advanced ones that's the advanced well you know yeah. the thing is, is i do make basic pyramids but only like once a year now because i'm only one guy i may have to get somebody Oops. else to help me make more but i have thought about this because i told you that story the dream i had yes yes i am actually thinking about making a zombie killer like a portable one because because this uh the the these power pyramids i'm making right now they're not that portable but i'm thinking about making a small nubian shaped pyramid uh with a generator that you can power by battery so even if the grid went down you, you're still ready to run. And I love this know? idea. I love making it portable and yeah. small. And especially yeah. because you'd be, you would, I don't, you may not be shocked at the amount of people I've talked to that are having these zombie dreams. And they're all these slow zombies. And of course, I tell you this into my possession thing they're shells and they're being, in, you know, Walk, walkers. It, they're Cleefot walkers. Cleefot. Yes. It is the Cleefot, though. It is the that's exactly what it is. They're they're the shells. Well, yes. you know, you, you know, just for re-emphasis, I we already said this, but for those of us that have done our self-work and we stay on track, I think we're gonna be fine. You you keep your your field energized, clean, you've you've done your healing work. You didn't know it. But you are prepared now. Yeah, so, you dream your yeah. dream. The dreamer yeah. loves to dream. The dreamer awakens within the dream. Absolutely, you what you feed grows. I got one yeah. more question for you. Someone wants to know if shungite needs to be occasionally cleansed like quartz does. Uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah. No. It, it has a very high... There's two stones. Uh, well, actually, there's a couple stones that you don't really need to clean, right? There's a selenite, you guys know, great to right. clean right. stones. Yeah. Uh, kyanite, yep. and then shungite. So, shungite. You, you know, I had a friend in India that he tested a, a standard orgone pyramid, organite pyramid he had made years ago. This is without shungite. He tested it, and he said it was still good, which is what they say. But I do put shungite in my pyramids just to kick the power up. But then if people have any question, well, do I need to clean it? It's like, well, no Not and well, no and no, because you really don't need to clean it. But if you have any question, it has shungite too, so no and no. Do you use elite shungite in your period pyramids? 
Uh, I I use the typical black one. The, okay, so yeah. not the shiny black, which is the higher C60. It, it, it's uh, the Elite Shungite. It looks kind of grayer. So, so it's shinier. Know. Yeah, it looks metallic. It, and it's like 99.9% mm -hmm. C60. Mm -hmm. But it's yes. only 1% of the deposit. So, but I find, you know, a lot of people have my pyramids and so forth. And just using the black Shungite, even if you put like four chunks in, so like the corners. It, well, it, it, you really, know, it really kicks the power up. The the main difference for me in the Shungai in using it is because the 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 elite the difference for me is just in the water that you use it in. So I use yeah. it in my water after I filter. Oh yeah. Well, I and, used to I used to sell it uh, for water, and you're yeah, exactly right. Because I think versus like three hours, it might like take a day or two with the other. Yeah. Otherwise, the other Shungai, the more common show, I guess I there's no way to call it common because it's magical and it's not common. But yeah, it's just as powerful as a magical tool as the elite. Yep. I just someone was in chat talking about pyramids, so I think maybe we'll we'll try and. When you get some lower price ones, pick one up and give it away to uh, one of our listeners. Sure. Well, you, you know, also right now, because man, I'm telling you, some, we're talking about the shift, what's happening. Yeah. It's like a flip got, uh, a switch got flipped. <laughs> and it's like, now people are beating my doors down. Like I got toilet paper or something. You know? <laughs> nice. um, toilet paper. <laughs> but every month on my Patreon, mm -hmm. I do a giveaway okay the, i have a five and ten dollar tier so the ten dollar patrons you know i put like a pyramid and some tower oh that's so very nice great great great, great. right so um everyone check out misaki sites and do you have anything else you want to plug other than your store and your uh, patreon well it's like kaida.com it's my website mm -hmm. it's a k a i d a uh pyramid power on patreon Akaida TV on YouTube, and then yes. my uh, Instagram is Masaki underscore one. What's Instagram? Uh, oh, don't listen to Jerry. I'll follow you on it. I followed you on Twitter today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This has been wonderful, Masaki. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. great to have a conversation with you guys. Yeah, it was great talking <laughs> to you too. And thank you everyone for listening. And be sure to tune in next week with our guest, Mario Acevedo. It should be really a great show. He's looking forward to it. So am I. And with that, we bid you adieu. Good night, everyone. Yes. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.